everyone, and welcome to episode three of Raising Disney Addicts, a mini podcast. I'm your host, Matt, along with the star of the show, Lincoln. Lincoln. How you doing, Lincoln? Good. Are you excited for our podcast? Even to go to Disney World? Oh, okay, so tell everybody, how long until we go to Disney World? We're going to be there in 18 days. I know it's really exciting. I'm a little excited here like you guys. Yeah, you are very excited, right? So, before we get started with today's episode, do you want to tell everybody what we're going to do on this trip? Because it's a different type of trip than we've done before. Yes, it's a very new one, but I know Mommy and Daddy have already been on it, but me and Landry have not. Well, this is actually Landry's very first trip. Yeah. Right to Disney World. But what is the first thing you're going to be doing this trip? I'm going to be doing, um... What are we going on? We're going to... Going, we're gonna go on the cruise ship. Yeah, we're going on the Disney cruise, right? You excited so for that? So all of you know that um the cruise ship <coughs> opens up really big. Mm-hmm. You all know that, and then the swan comes transforming out. So what comes out? The okay, so the slide. Is this say this? The slide comes out of the cruise ship. Oh, the big slide up on the top, the water slide. It yeah. comes out. Yeah, it's going to be fun, right? Yeah. So let's Since it's really big, there's like this big container like on the cruise ship, and and the cruise ship um opens up in two pieces. The front goes on this side, the back goes on <laughs> we that side. We don't want the cruise ship to open up into two pieces. But you're, th- you're thinking about your big cruise ship toy down there, right? So, but let's tell everybody real quick. We're gonna be we're gonna be spending two days at Animal Kingdom Lodge yeah. before the trip, before the cruise. Then we're going on the ten night uh, Southern Caribbean cruise on the Fantasy, and then we're gonna go back to Disney World and we're gonna stay five or six nights, I think, at Beach Club, right? But do all of you want to know how many days we're gonna be on the cruise ship? Ten days. Ten days on the cruise, and our whole trip is gonna be how many days long? 18. 18. And we only have 18 days to go. Yeah. Whoa. So how about when we come back from the cruise, we'll do an episode where you get to talk about the whole trip. Sound good? All right. But let's start talking about what you wanted to talk about today, which was what? Okay. So. What's the main topic? The main topic, Star Wars. Star Wars. And specifically Star Wars in Disney World. Yes. Right. So we're going to talk about Galaxy's Edge, which is the land. Yes. So, you and me were talking, and you said there was a couple things you wanted to tell everybody about when it comes to Galaxy's Edge. Uh, You wanted to talk about the rides. You wanted to talk about the food, the different things you can do in the land, and then some of the characters that you meet while you're there, right? Yeah. Okay, so which one do you want to start with? Should we do rides, food, the stuff, or the characters? The rides. The rides, because that's your favorite part, right? All right, so for those of you who haven't been to Galaxy's Edge, uh, it's on a planet that they created specifically for the land called Batu, and yeah. it's supposed to be like there's both a rebel and a First Order presence on the planet, and there's two rides. Tell everybody what the two rides are, or what the, you call them at least. I call them, I usually just call them, I just call well, I already know one, the real name. It's called Escape the Bad Guys. No, that's not the real name. That's what you call it. Yeah, I call it Escape the Bad Guys. The real name of Escape the Bad Guys is Rise of the Resistance. It's Rise of the Resistance, but I call it Escape from the Bad Guys. Which is because basically that's what you do in the ride, right? You're yeah. escaping from the First Order. But I 
escape the bad guys. Right. What's the other ride that they have? The other ride is just, and this is just called the Millennium Falcon. It's the Millennium Falcon. So that's called Smuggler's Run. And what do you get to do on Smuggler's Run? Well, every day I, ju- I get to drive it. You get to, yeah. So every time we've gone on it, you've been the pilot. But you basically get to fly the Falcon. You're, like, on a mission. and But there's different things, right? There's pilots, which you've always been a pilot. There's engineers, there's gunners, and you all have different jobs, right? Yes. It's like a simulator. Yes, and this time, I'll be the gunner. You're going to try to be the gunner this time instead of the pilot? Yeah, okay, it's so no big deal. How many times? Actually, I'll be the second pilot. I'll be, I'll be I the... I usually am? Yes, I'll be the second pilot, like the helper, and my dad will tell the uh, leader that the guy, if I could be the second pilot. Right, Dad? Right, so we'll ask the cast member. Usually they're pretty nice if you if you ask them if you can be the pilot, right? Yeah. yeah. They will. So that's, that's Smuggler's Run, and then Rise of the Resistance, that's your favorite one, right? The Escape the Bad Guys? Do you like and that Daddy, one better than Smuggler's Run? Daddy? Yeah. If, and if you're the pilot, I want you to say, everybody hold on. <laughs> okay, I will. All right, so, but I was saying, you like Rise of the Resistance or Escape the Bad Guys better. I, that's your favorite one. I just like them both the same. You like them both the same? Okay. So what what do you do on Escape the Bad Guys, right? The line is pretty cool. You like walk through the cave and there's like a bunch of different parts, right? First you're you're on like a, a Jedi or a, a resistance ship and then it gets captured by the First Order. Remember when it gets to a ship and the door opens up and it brings you to the really big room with the stormtroopers? That's my favorite room because it's so big. Yeah. And all of you know that if some of you have been on the Millennium Falcon or Grogu or whatever the name is. Smuggler's Run. And if, if any of you have been on Smuggler's Run, does Tap does call us? Or does oh, you want them to tell us? Yeah. So we'll, we'll, when we post this, we'll put it in the comments and they can tell us which ride they like better. Smuggler's Run or Rise of the Resistance? Yes. Okay. And if some of you have been on Smuggler's One. And you all know that um the that when you land, the big door opens up and you start falling. You scream. That's you that's not Smuggler's Run. What is that's it? That's Rise of the Resistance. That's the bad guys. When you you go up and then it feels like you drop. No, not that one. Remember the big door opens up and remember um the big circle door, the big pouch, and you and you go in this big circle with and you fall the way you fell in. Oh, yeah, yeah, in the ride. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yep. And remember when you already caught one of the train pieces, the, like, flying train piece? Yeah. You have, you have to bring it back to the lab. Yeah. All right, so those are the two rides. So that, that, that's really the only two attractions that they have in Galaxy's Edge at Disney World. But they do have a lot of <laughs> other stuff that we can do. So are you hungry? Do you want to talk about food, or do you want to talk about the different things we can do? If you're hungry... You want to talk about the food? Yes, if you're hungry, talk about the food. Okay, so there's a couple places to eat. They don't have, like, an actual sit-down place. They have quick service locations for you to eat. The big one is called uh, Docking Bay 7, right, where we ate there last time. They also have Ronto Roasters, where you can get a Ronto wrap. And then they have a couple, like, smaller areas uh, in the marketplace. You can get popcorn. You like their popcorn. They have different flavor popcorn. So, the one place that you wanted to tell all the kids who are listening about the good food, if they want yummy food, is if you go to Docking Bay 7, what do you normally get when you're there? 
You would use reset, um, I would use reset the mac and cheese. The mac and cheese. So, the mac and cheese, if you look on the menu, it says that it only comes with the, there's a meal called, like, the, the tip yip, which mm -hmm. is chicken. Yeah. So, we got that last time we were there. It gives you, like, it's not a chicken finger. It's, like, a big cube of breaded chicken, which was a little weird, but the chicken was okay. Lincoln wouldn't eat that. But on the side, it came with the mac and cheese, and he really liked the mac and cheese. And when you look on the menu, there's a kid version of the tip yip, but you can't really just buy the mac and cheese by itself. Or so we thought. If you go up to the counter and you ask specifically just for the mac and cheese, they will sell it to you, which is good to know. So we don't have to buy the whole meal next time if you want the, the mac and cheese, right? Yeah, and I would almost eat the whole thing. You did. You did eat almost the whole thing. I just said I could. <laughs> daddy personally, I, their mommy and daddy liked the ribs. There was a rib dish, and uh, I think that was called, yep, the Cadu pork ribs. Those were pretty good. And I personally like the Ronto Roaster. That's a quick, uh, another quick service location over by the marketplace. So that's the food. Oh, and then they had the cool soda bottles too. Right? They have they look like thermal detonators or like little balls. And there is one more spot where you technically can get some food. It's very small on the food side of the menu, but it's really big on the drink side of the menu. And you kind of like it, but it's really more for, I guess, adult-oriented. And that's Ogus Cantina, which is more of a bar atmosphere. You go in, they have a lot of different drinks. They do have stuff for kids, so there is stuff for you to drink. It's smaller. It's usually very crowded. It's very loud. They only give you 45 minutes. So remember that. If you're going to make a reservation, uh, you will only be in there for 45 minutes, and they will basically kick you out to try to get the next people in because of how small it is. Um, but they do have a couple, like, appetizer things. They have a weird alien-inspired charcuterie board, and they have these, uh, like, crisp vegetables. But they don't have a really big food menu. So that's really just a place if you want to go grab a drink. Uh, and enjoy the atmosphere. It's pretty cool. And if all of you been to Disney World, call us or text us. <laughs> they'll, they'll message us on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the, the other things we can do in the park because you like the rides, but you also really like to do the other two things in Galaxy's Edge. Yes. What are the other two things that you can that you basically build? Last year when I went, when I was like still five or four. You were five. But I wasn't six. Not yet. So I bought a lightsaber. <laughs> a lightsaber. Do you want to know what color it was? Oh. It was purple. It was purple. So that was, I had a lot of fun with that. So that's called Sabi's Workshop. Yeah. And it's an add-on, right? You go and you have to buy, make reservations for both of the things we're about to talk about. You definitely got to make reservations. Sometimes they have walk-up available. Nowadays at Disney, it's so packed, it's very rare to get that. But Sabi's Workshop is where you go to make a lightsaber, and they make a big deal out of it. It's not just like one of those little plastic ones that you got in some of the other, like over at the Star Tours gift shops. These are like pretty decent, metal, heavy, good quality lightsabers. Um, they start at about $200, so it is a, a more pricey experience, but that's what it is. It's an experience. It's not just buying a lightsaber. Uh, you get to pick different Jedi paths or even a dark side if you want. You go in, There's a go you go in with uh, maybe 10 to 12, 15 people that are all building lightsabers. There's a, a cast member there who's in character teaching you about what it takes to build a lightsaber. What's the thing you had to pick? Do you remember the stone? What's that called? What, what stone? The, the rock that you had to 
crystal. Oh, the crystal. Yeah, what kind of crystal, do you remember? What kind? Kyber crystal. The Kyber crystal. Yeah, so you had to pick the Kyber crystal. They told you close your eyes and imagine and then reach out and grab it. And you grabbed what color? Purple. Purple. So we built it. You got to pick all the different pieces to build it. You put your Kyber crystal in. They do this whole ignite thing and you hold out your light sabers and it's really awesome. On your way out, they give you a nice uh, foam lined sheet to put your light saber in so that way it doesn't get broken. They sometimes, disclaimer, sometimes they don't always have the sheets. It's not guaranteed. They might give you a bag instead. But when we went, they did have the sheets. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. And Daddy wants to go back and build one for himself because you built. It was too expensive for us to build two. Uh, so they allow two people to go in. One can be the builder and one is a watcher. So Lincoln was the builder, right? And I was the watcher. Yes, and I told Daddy to grab me the certain colors that would go to the real droid. Well, like, no, no, we're not in the droid yet. We're talking about the, the lightsaber stuff. But you did have me pick the pieces for you to help you put this together. So let's, that's, that's Savvy's workshop, but let's go over to the other one because I... Guys, the droid! The droid depot, where you get to build a remote control droid. They have two different types. They have an R2 unit, um, and they have a BB unit. No, they have three units. Oh, they have the R5, right? Yeah, the, the R5. Right. So we have all three. Uh, and why don't you tell everybody how that works? What do you do? Again, we need a reservation. Yes. This is cheaper than the lightsaber. It's about starts at about a hundred dollars, a hundred and ten dollars. There's again some add-ons. We'll talk about that in a second. But tell them what do you do on the droid? Well, we build them, and what if this red? You put it in like this little um transporter, transporter. So you press these buttons, and and the droid starts. It comes to like life, right? It turns yeah. on. And there's only one more droid I I don't have yet. Or, but you can't build it. You just yeah. buy it. Yes. Yeah. We're going to look at for that when we go down in July, right? It's so, but you, you forgot to tell everybody. So you go up to the counter and you tell them what type of droid you want to build. If you want to build like an R2 unit or a BB unit, you tell them. They give you the basket, right? You pay. They give you the basket with all the directions, the pieces you need. Then you go over to the conveyor belt. And there's this big conveyor belt that goes like around the whole shop, and it has all the different pieces you need for all the different types of droids. And you have to find the ones you want. There's different colors and shapes, and you put it all together, right? You get all your pieces in the basket. You go over to the build station, and then you follow the directions. There's a cast member there to help you, but you're a pro now because you've built them so many times. And you get to actually put together your droid. I do suggest that, again, it's like Savi's uh, workshop. Two people can go in. There's a builder and a watcher. The watcher can be a helper, usually. So, like, when Lincoln did it the first time, he was only four, I think. Maybe three. He was he was young. So he couldn't really reach the electric screwdriver and use it, so I was able to do that with him. Uh, so just be aware that younger kids can do it, but they will probably need your help. And then, like Lincoln said, they take your completed droid, they put it into this little station, they hit some buttons, it lights up, and all of a sudden, it comes to life. Basically, the cast member is pairing it to the remote control that you get with your unit, and then you get to take it out. They put it like in a little cardboard box carrier, or if you purchase the package, they have a special backpack that you can wear where the droid sticks out a little bit as you walk around. They have a bunch of other accessories that you can purchase separately, so Lincoln has like jetpack boosters and blasters and all these things that go on his different droids that he has. And if my, you and my R and my R five has a jetpack. He does have a jetpack. That's the the last one you built, right? The R five. The R five was the last one because it because it came af because it came after.
after R2-D2. They planned it after R2-D2. Right. At first it was only R2 and DB you could build, and then they added the R5 and R2. Yes, because the, then they had a new idea. They would make a, they, they would change, they would make a new head. They yeah. made a new head, that's all. Yeah, basically it's like an R unit, but it's just got a different head. So I will make a suggestion. Uh, if you're building this for a little one, the R2 units or the R5 units definitely are easier to control than the DB units. The DB units, because they are the sphere, they use like that gyrosphere technology inside. The head can fall off. It's a little bit more difficult to move around. The R2 unit is a lot uh, more straightforward. It's got better balance. Uh, I will tell you they're pretty quick. Uh, the first time we used it, it kind of took off. We were like, oh, that's a lot faster than we thought. And while they are pretty sturdy, they can be a little wobbly on rougher surfaces. So if you like want to use it right away in Batu, uh, if you've ever noticed the, the pavement, it is definitely a little bit more uneven. It might shake around a bit. They have like a little area outside where they uh, put like this nice pad down where kids can go play with it. But the really cool thing about the droids is what do they do when they walk by other droids? They, they usually start talking. To each but, other, right? Yeah, but you know that big yellow one? It doesn't work. It's <laughs> so very weird. So outside the droid shop, they have four big droids, uh, you know, kind of sectioned off. You can't go up and touch them. But there's a big yellow one, and he doesn't really respond. But a lot of the R2 units respond, and it's throughout the whole uh, land, right? It's not just in that location. As you're walking around, depending on what type of droid you built, because one of the things you do is you put a, a personality chip in it where your droid is either a part of the Rebel Resistance or is part of the First Order. So if you built, like, a Resistance droid, which is what all Lincolns are, and you go into a resistance area, they get all happy, and the sounds they make are, are chirps and, and whirs. If you go to a First Order location, they, they respond by being, like, scared, right? And then vice versa. If you built the First Order, they're happy when they're in the First Order area, and they're sad when they're in the resistance. But they don't just respond to the land. They respond to other droids as well. So if Lincoln built a droid and I built a droid and they get close enough to each other, they'll recognize each other and they'll start communicating. Um, if any of you are my age, uh, if you're in your, your mid-30s or you know even older or, or younger, you might re remember a toy uh, from our childhood in the 90s called Furbies. It's pretty much a similar technology to that, uh, just less terrifying. Daddy? Yeah. If, so how about this? If we go to Disney World, we make a new droid. That one could be for you. Or no, you're that just trying to get another droid. But that one could be for me. You could borrow one of my droids. Then, if we find the remote that are missing for the other droids that are up in my room. We have all your remotes. We know where they are. Where? They're up in your closet. Yeah, so so if Daddy got one of the remotes, and if, and if he took every single droid down, got all three remotes, and see which one, which, which, which one you have he would want. You have a race with all three of them. Yeah, we could have a race. But well, how about this? We when we come back from our trip, we'll do an episode where we can talk about the new droid that we, we're going to hopefully get if they have it yet, right? Yes, but we will, but I will get it. Yep. I'll just get it next time. Right, yeah, we'll find it. So we have one more thing we wanted to talk about uh, when it comes to Galaxy's Edge, and that was some of the characters that you get to meet. So we've been there a bunch of times, right? You got to go a few times already. And so far, who have you seen while you're there already? Not who you want to see, just who you want to see. Who have you already seen? Chewie's like our favorite. Yeah, that's, right. but I just want to talk to, I, I, think, I think Chewbacca 
also seen, who else? We saw Ray. Yeah, I even saw Stormtroopers and the big ship and the, um. Kylo Ren. And Kylo Ren, the bad guy. So when the, I the, put in my cool Iron Man hidden stuff, they flew down. Oh, they yeah. just went back to their ship. They did. You scared away your Iron Man guns, right? They thought they were the real. The cool thing about the score, so usually, sometimes you see Ray and Chewie walking around in Kylo. They're not as often, but they definitely do walk around the park. You normally can find them at more stationary locations. Stormtroopers walk around a lot. There's usually two First Order troopers that are walking around the park, and they're really cool. They interact with people, but this is the exciting part, because when we go down in July, who are we hoping we're going to see when we go to Galaxy's Edge? Yoda and Mando! <laughs> Baby Yoda and Mando. They just came, right? In the past couple months, they arrived. Uh, usually, Man the, uh, Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, is walking around uh, with Baby Yoda in his carrying cape satchel type thing on his hip. And hopefully, we're going to get to see them, right? Yeah. Excellent. And and guess what? Yeah, what was the other thing I was talking about? Okay, yeah. So, if you guys didn't hear me when I said that, I could I could say it again, okay? What? So, when, so when the Stormtroopers and... Kylo Ren saw me. I put my when I put on uh, my Iron Man hand stuff. That, that I plucked a bunch of black from. Yeah. When I shoot at them, when I shoot at them, they went away. They did away. They just went like they walked back to their ship. Right. They're like, we gotta get out of here. Iron Man's coming. They thought that my Iron Man shooter would be stronger than the Force. They thought that. Exactly. So that was really cool, right? That was they a lot of fun. thought that it would just. Disappear and they wouldn't see it. <laughs> All right, buddy. So we're getting close. We're actually past time. We got a lot to say about the Star Wars event. So I want to ask you real quick, from one to ten, if ten is the most and one is the worst, ten is the most. How much do you like Star Wars Land, Galaxy's Edge? Beep 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 beep. Ten? Oh, we're going more. I like it. Okay, Infinity, do we just like it that much? <laughs> All right, so I think that means that he likes it a whole lot, and we're excited to go back. And we want to know that if – all right, that, see, he did very well. He got to 23 minutes. He's starting to lose it. So we're getting better, right? This is a mini podcast for a reason. This is actually a long, the longest one we've done. But I want you to tell everybody, say, see you next time. See you next time. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. 2, 12, and 29.